Alright, so um, just an introduction here for Rastafari on the brink. Legifti, Rashifteya, Johannes Wilde, Emmanuel, RastafariRenaissance.com. And going to get into some heavy subject matters as far as the murder of a one Armius Ashkedom and what people, of course, uh, came to know him as by his stage name of Nipsey Hussle, Neighborhood Nip, and a, a lot of things he's uh, been known as coming out of the hip-hop world, the uh, music industry, you know, and the overall, um, you know, urban culture that has developed behind that. So uh, a lot of things to really get into as far as this discussion and for the Rastafari, especially of our fellowship and, you know, whomever may, you know, feel so inclined to listen to this message here for this evening, we'll get into quite a bit. We are just coming off of quite a bit of a reason here for the Maccabee Mondays with Discipleship Radio, with our, of course, esteemed brethren, uh, the uh, Rastafari Rabbi uh, Rasirinos uh, Rebi. Yad Ben Kushi, so we're getting into quite a bit here for this evening. So ones uh, do indeed get comfortable, it'll be quite the conversation as we intend to get started here. So stay tuned. So just uh, getting right into things here for this evening. And uh, again, as we mentioned before, just uh, a heavy topic to really get into. And we mentioned, you know, quite a few times there for the Maccabee Monday on Discipleship Radio, speaking specifically to this issue, this event that is taking place out in South Central Los Angeles, California, with a one uh, Nipsey Hussle, um, formerly known as uh, Ermias Ashkedon. And, um, you know, quite a bit of an impact and such a short amount of time that uh, this one had on not only the uh, music industry, but, you know, his uh, said community that he, you know, was born and raised in out in Los Angeles. And, you know, again, um, you know, just having such an impact that not only affected that specific community, but across, you know, this nation on these shores, even stretching back to the uh, birthplace of his, you know, father, and uh, that lineage stretching all the way to Northeast Africa. And, you know, a, a lot of things really could be said and, uh, you know, more than likely will be said over the next uh, span of days, months, and probably more than likely even years of... Uh, this one individual's impact, but I mentioned so many times before there on the Cybership Radio that uh, even so with, you know, such an impact that he had as uh, one individual, you know, along with his team and those who were, you know, of course, working along with him behind the scenes and, you know, uh, with a lot of the legwork that he had done within the community, you know, in a sense, it was still a, a microcosm for what has been going on on the macro level with 
many ones across this nation that come from a particular and similar place such as he and uh you know i mean we can get into you know all of those details but we won't you know go at that at nauseum you know for ones who of course you know know of these situations and um you know are all too familiar with them just to say the least uh, and i mean specifically on places like uh chicago uh, Philadelphia, you know, South Beach, Miami, you know, certain parts of D.C., Detroit, you know, again, uh, Los Angeles as well. You know, so many places that we can um, run off in a sense for you to actually get what we are speaking on on this set matter and this subject. And we, again, are... Um, you know, again, uh, for a matter of sense, you know, uh, very saddened uh, to hear this news because we were, uh, in a sense, very involved in uh, spectatorship, very involved in, you know, just, um, you know, rooting from afar like many ones were and uh, hearing and uh, looking forward to <clears throat> just seeing uh the rise of such a one to come from you know so far down at, at the bottom you know for what ones would say the dregs of society to you know somewhat quite a position of prominence and again we mentioned in such a short amount of time and we still have yet to even see any one of his peers you know, whether they be in the music industry, whether they be in any other uh, industrial or commercial activity where he left his mark as an individual. We have yet to see anyone even speak ill of this person after, uh, you know, experiencing his presence, experiencing, you know, the uh, feel of his spirit, the... Uh, constant elevation of his mind and you know it, it's just a very you know trying time for certain ones because this is uh again as i say uh, another microcosm of what ones are all too familiar with you know just to see uh another you know potentially humongously great individual who you know already had such an impact on the youth and not to mention so many other ones that he had touched throughout so many walks of life so many uh age dispensations it, it wasn't just for the youth but clearly you know the youth were being inspired the most by someone of this stature so that you know just um speaks to this subject on a whole nother level but in so many ways we um you know kind of gave this intro in a sense in uh reminiscence of what was said there on discipleship radio but also you know just uh taking account of certain things and also not forgetting the entirety of the picture or at least uh 
giving our best shot at remembering how much had uh, transpired from such a time in the beginning of this one's career uh, all the way up until this point that we are facing at this very moment. But, you know, again, uh, um, you know, this speaks to such uh, a greater issue that is going on here on these shores. And with such event coming uh, to uh, place in uh, this span of time, we would actually be in an initializing initializing position to really uh, put forward the fact that a certain amount of negligence from the Afro-American community has to be addressed. And that's in a sense of whether this community even seeks to continue in and of itself and, you know, whether the vigilance within that community will be able to withstand what needs to be done going forward. And if this said community will be able to continue to even exist, you know, irregardless of outside uh, interferences or uh, meddling or even to the uh, greater sense, uh, sabotage for a certain, you know, um, you know, lack of a better term. But uh, internally, internally is what really begs the question of where to actually start to even attempt to correct a lot of the problems that have, you know, bludgeoned this sad community and how it will even seek to continue to survive. But, um, you know, just uh, again, uh, a few short words here within uh, this time. We um, have yet to really even get into a lot of the uh, issues which we are seeking to speak on for this matter and this uh, topical theme here for this evening. But, uh, you know, I hope that ones, of course, will indeed stay tuned. Uh, we'll get into... You know, a few more uh, heavier issues, though we know that, you know, certain ones are even still dealing with a particular mental, emotional, and spiritual state at this very moment. But, you know, again, these are just things that really have come at a time where they need to be discussed. And we would hope that this would initiate a lot of those conversations if they are ever to be had. And so, just continuing on here for this evening, um, a lot of things, you know, just uh, a lot of emotions for many ones uh, just uh, dealing with this situation as we are seeing so many ones were impacted by, you know, it's just one individual, you know, but extremely talented, extremely charismatic, and, um, you know, so impactful in so many ways. You know, though we, uh, again, um, will be remiss to not mention that, you know, even with all of the impact that was felt by this uh, one individual, you know, we, again, uh, will be remiss not to mention that, you know, in so many ways, uh, this person, uh, 
was indeed, you know, not a saint. You know, just not a holier-than-thou person. And just a human being actually, you know, setting out goals and really fervently, you know, working diligently to achieve them. And in, <laughs> in so many ways, more than one, most of the goals that were set out for were indeed achieved. And that, I think, speaks to such you know, a greater amount of determination that is nearly unmatched by, you know, quite a number of individuals. So that really speaks to, you know, quite a point that ones have to examine within themselves before they actually look to others. And, you know, again, really uh, take a toll on themselves, do a bit of soul searching and, you know, meditation in their own hearts and minds, you know, of their own situations. And keeping those type of thoughts uh, in the forefront of one's minds, they really, you know, again, have to rely on, you know, better sources of information to help them you know, elevate themselves to, uh, you know, whatever uh, level that they seek. And when we actually put forward, you know, just uh, a few of these uh, words, uh, not only of encouragement, but again, uh, you know, of uh, uh, self-reflection. And we put that forward to many of, you know, the communities here on these shores, you know, you know, no matter what your walk of life, no matter what your uh, said culture, language, or history is, and that, um, you know, always seems to be a universal theme across the board for, you know, anyone, especially living out here on these shores. Uh, that's um, something that kind of goes without saying for the majority of, you know, people that either are uh, just recently... Uh, coming to this country and uh, other Western countries as such, but, you know, uh, achievement is, um, you know, quite uh, an experience, especially when ones have uh, long and hard fought for what they were seeking uh, to attain. You know, and again, that just uh, speaks to so many Values that speaks to so many that speaks to so many morals and um, you know integral uh, um, focal points in this so-called human experience, and you know we would hope that ones would take um, not only you know what they are doing or what they are seeking to do more seriously, but their lives much more serious than what seems to be uh, promoted and shared out here in the sphere. So, um, you know, again, uh, you know, with a heavy heart, with a heavy heart, we uh, honestly and truthfully come forward here to the microphone to speak a few words, you know, uh, not only of, um, you know, uh, sharing an assessment, but, you know, uh, uh, giving some, you know, hopefully and seemingly words of wisdom you know, to certain ones, especially the youths of today, because, you know, we really uh, are putting uh, uh, certain things into perspective in which, you know, we'll delve into, 
you know, right now at this very moment, as we mentioned before, they're on Discipleship Radio. You know, in many ways, uh, and we've heard this so many times before, you know, success, uh, you know, in, in some facets of life really can breed contempt. You know, not only from ones who, you know, uh, might not, you know, know you uh, personally per se, but, um, you know, some uh, eras and ways of jealousy, you know, just seem to overtake certain ones that uh, the majority of outsets. And having this as a microcosmic example of what, you know, has been going on uh, on these shores for years uh, at this point, you know, and affected so many families, affected so many other individuals, you know, across this nation. We, you know, again, just uh, present this in such a way that ones, of course, will start to not only research a lot of these things and, um, you know, information gather and uh, hoard as much as they can you know, within their minds, their hearts, and their spirits, but also, you know, in a physical form that they can revisit them. And, um, again, just take uh, a toll on, you know, where we are in space and time at this moment. And even with um, uh, so much of the uh, mass media production uh, agencies that, you know, just so happen to, you know, report on something such as this were, uh, you know, quite mute on a lot of the points. You know, of course, we'll, of course we uh, will probably see a lot more of uh, the, you know, intellectual or even so uh, contemplative uh, thought patterns of uh, said ones, especially from the uh, Los Angeles, California communities and, but, you know, stretching out, of course, to the greater extent of the United States of America on that sense. But, you know, we, um, from our own personal point of view, our own perspective, we have, you know, been privileged enough to meet, you know, quite a bit of people uh, from a said country of our uh, namesake and our, our, our topical uh, subject matter theme and the headliner here for this uh, recording and this uh, you know singular episode of Rastafari on the Brink, but you know uh, there's um you know quite uh, a number of things that you know have gone I wouldn't say unnoticed but definitely untethered for you know quite some time we would say to the tune of you know two to three generations. And again, uh, a lot of those themes, you know, have their stories as well. You know, even with, um, you know, said community or uh, said uh, street organization that a one uh, Nipsey Hussle or uh, Armis Ashgadom had uh, uh, took it upon himself to, you know, become uh, an owner of, um, you know, certain small businesses. to uh, employ the people of that said community so that they would not struggle, you know, or at least struggle a, a, a whole lot less, you know, from someone who actually understood them from a certain, uh, a prote- or at least a, a certain uh, um, perception and a certain 
um, light and, uh, you know, again, just uh, uh, being born and raised in, in South Central Los Angeles, uh, this uh, particular individual was able to, you know, see things from the view of the people who, you know, lived, breathed, ate and slept in that said community. So that said a whole lot for what he was able to accomplish and and uh, how he was able to accomplish certain things in such a way that it was, um, you know, held in a sense of, you know, prestige, of course, from, you know, those who, you know, would quickly benefit uh, from the establishment of such a, you know, busy and uh, very frequently visited uh, area of town. But in this sense, we really uh, just uh, uh, take, you know, uh, quite a great reception in knowing that even with uh, the short span of time that, you know, uh, one like this was uh, here on this earth. And, you know, while uh, he just so happened to be here, he, he sought to uh, make the world or at least uh, his world in that sense, uh, speaking of his uh, particular said city, community, uh, whatever, uh, after-school organization, you know, not even more, more so on its ears, but in a sense, you know, on um, on a sense, uh, it at least put them on a sense of notice that, you know, uh, things can be accomplished, you know, uh, without, you know, you lording over this said community in such a way that it would make many ones uncomfortable, you know, to a greater extent. But uh, hearing and seeing a lot of the developments that were brought forward from one like this, and, um, you know, just having the courage to continue to pursue what one had started out to accomplish from day one and even... You know, from what we could see, you know, uh, so many things were even so still within reach, though the list of uh, goals to be reached was becoming a very short list in a very short amount of time. We've, of course, uh, listened around to many ones out here in the... I guess you can say a cybersphere or even so uh, the world to a greater extent, knowing that much of it has become you know, a lot more connected and stronger that way. And so um, just after a few words there for a few short snippets in those segments, uh, we get into uh, a bit more of the discussion and uh, deal with a lot of the endeavors that a one Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle, excuse me, Armias Ashkedom, was actually getting into, and some of the opportunities that one should be looking to further, especially if they are so to uh, uphold one's legacy as such. So here coming from uh, NBC News, and this was echoed in a lot of other um, media productions or um, uh, media outlets, platforms, and etc., uh, etc. Et but here are Nipsey Hussle's planned meeting with the Los Angeles Police Department on gang violence 
said to go on in his honor. I actually subtitled uh, with a quote, Many of us will join together to stop whatever caused your and so many other tragic, unnecessary killings, the Los Angeles Police Commissioner said of the rapper's murder. So uh, here said, um, and uh, many ones have started to actually investigate this a lot more fervently, but there was uh, a set meeting said to be rumored that Nipsey Hussle was, well he, well, he was the one that actually called for the meeting and was set to attend. So here this report coming uh, April 1st, 2019 by Janelle Griffith and reads on as such, a meeting requested by slain rapper Nipsey Hussle with Jay-Z's Rock Nation Entertainment Company and officials from the Los Angeles Police Department on combating gang violence will still take place. The Los Angeles Police Commissioner Steve Sabaroff told NBC News on Monday that representatives from Rock Nation requested that the meeting proceed out of respect for Hustle, who was an advocate, of course, uh, for his native of South Los Angeles. The meeting was to occur Monday, but the date now is undetermined. The Grammy-nominated rapper, born Ermias Ashkedom, uh, was fatally shot outside his clothing store in Los Angeles' Hyde Park neighborhood on Sunday afternoon. He was 33 years of age. Hustle was shot multiple times in the parking lot of the Marathon Clothing Store, a store he opened in 2017. He was pronounced dead at a hospital. Police sources said the shooting left two others wounded, according to police. Police have not yet named a, sub a suspect or a motive for the shooting. Though many reports have come out afterwards, this was uh, at least uh, hot off the presses on April the 1st. Sabarov tweeted Sunday that he and Police Chief Michael Moore were to meet with Hustle on Monday afternoon to talk about ways he could help stop gang violence and help us help kids, quote-unquote. Many of us will join together to stop whatever caused your and so many other tragic, unnecessary killings, Sabaroff said in a tweet Sunday. Hustle first gained acclaim in hip-hop for his three-part mixtape series, Bullets Ain't Got No Names. His debut album, Victory Lap, was nominated this year for Best Rap Album at the Grammy Awards. Hustle had been... Associated with a street gang, the Rolling 60s neighborhood Crips, which he had attributed to his circumstances. Quote, I'm not, pro I'm not promoting it, I'm just speaking on it. Unquote, he said in a 2010 interview with Complex. I'm more focused on giving solutions and inspiration more than anything. Hustle was also an entrepreneur and philanthropist. Nipsey was not only one of the greatest artists we worked with, but an amazing father and leader in his community, his record label Atlantic Records said in a statement Sunday. One of the kindest and brightest stars in the universe, he was inspiring to all. We will miss him, his music, and everything he stood for. Hustle invented, or excuse me, invested in Vector 90, a co-working space in South Central Los Angeles where young people could take classes in science, technology, and mathematics. He described the center as a bridge between Silicon Valley and the inner city. 
At last year's Afrotech conference, Hustle said that he hoped to expand the program to other cities such as Atlanta, Washington, and Baltimore. He is survived by his longtime girlfriend, actress and model Lauren London, with whom he had a son, Cross, and by a daughter, Imani, from a previous relationship. Alright, and so coming through that last segment, just adding a bit to what we were sharing in that last little um, snippet. Uh, also, this was echoed in the Washington Post uh, with uh, their morning mix um, column entitled Rapper Nipsey Hussle Worked to End Gang Violence. He was killed in a shooting. And um, this came also from April the 1st out of the Washington Post by two writers, uh, one Allison Chu and Kayla Epstein. And uh, just a little short um, a short little synopsis here. Uh, Grammy-nominated rapper Nipsey Hussle had an important meeting scheduled Monday afternoon. It wasn't with a fellow musician, nor did it have anything to do with his burgeoning hip-hop career. Hussle was going to sit down with the president of the Los Angeles Board of Police Commissioners and the city's chief of police to tackle an issue that, along with his music, had come to define his life, and that was gang violence. Uh, so ones can look up, um, of course, both of these articles from the NBC News and also the Washington Post, which they go into a great deal of detail and also give, um, you know, again, some credence to what is actually uh, being presented here as far as the facts and a lot of the things that were pre-planned before Nipsey Hussle's murder. And uh, also with much of the uh, developments in the said case still coming to the forefront as we speak, you know, we leave uh, a lot more of the rest of these, um, you know, important details to your research and um, much of what you will come across as the time continues to pass. And hopefully ones who were involved in this egregious attack will be brought to justice. Now, even as so, um, after these events continue to take place, and we have, you know, here on record, uh, Nipsey Hussle's activism within his community. You know, we also have uh, community leaders entitled, uh, 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 a report here from News One, community leaders blast rumors of Nipsey Hussle's shooting, saying that it was not gun violence. Subtitled here from Megan Sims, also on April 1st, 2019, many media outlets tried to allude to gang violence in reports on Hustle's death. And uh, reading into the article here, following the shooting death of hip-hop artist and activist Nipsey Hussle, Community leaders came together to make a call to action and to dispel rumors regarding the case. The 33-year-old was shot and killed in the Crenshaw area of Los Angeles on Sunday afternoon in front of a clothing store he owned called the Marathon Clothing. Uh, according to ABC7 News, the shooting took place around 3.20 p.m. and involved two other victims who are expected to recover. 
On Monday afternoon, community leaders held a press conference in the same area where Hustle was shot. Nipsey Hustle is someone who is a champion of peace, activist Najee Ali said. He called for peace, he called for justice, and that's why we're calling upon whoever killed Nipsey Hustle to turn themselves in. And this uh, report also goes into much more detail. Again, just uh, displaying and uh, putting on record and uh, reading here for the record uh, on our platform uh, much of what has been attested to Nipsey Hussle's activism within the community. So just uh, a little bit more here before we actually conclude with this report. Ali urged the community to cooperate with police and break the code of silence and called on black celebrities Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and Jay-Z to do more than just tweet. So uh, a lot of things are being said here back and forth um, through, of course, uh, the uh, said community or in our quote-unquote main street going all the way up to a lot of the, I guess you can say, the uh, more affluent the more affluent uh, peoples, uh, especially throughout many of the industries in which Nipsey Hussle was involved in. Now, we would also like to get to uh, some other pieces of, you know, not only this case, but also um, a lot of um, Nipsey Hussle's uh, record in, you know, uh, showing himself and proving himself to be someone of value, though ones uh, may you know, again, uh, continuously bring up the uh, background of his, which uh, has more negative connotations. So here we'd um, like also to, you know, again, uh, I'll put on the record and uh, keep on the forefront of your minds that, you know, with a lot of the interviews that uh, Nipsey Hussle had uh, participated in, especially within, you know, much of the um, hip-hop music or the music industry uh, sphere, and, um, you know, a lot of prominent people throughout the industry who, you know, actually sought out interviews with him, especially uh, with, you know, again, him having such a uh, blossoming career and a very intricate one, just to say the least, on uh, so many levels, uh, doing certain deals here or there. And, uh, you know, not all of them falling through or coming to fruition at the time, uh, at least the time span that he expected them to, but yet and still... You know, he uh, continued to push through, he and his team, until, you know, certain things started to, you know, work out in their favor. So here we, um, you know, would like to get into another piece of his um, said work, uh, his great body of work, uh, not only as a hip-hop artist, not only as a activist, but uh, also as a businessman of certain sorts and uh, even so with um you know the said background of a one nipsey hustle we have to you know take into account uh, the place which he comes from and a lot of the uh greater the greater issues that uh, came along with being from uh such a place and uh actually one part uh, that we would love to uh, again just uh, add into the record here was a lot of his works here in the uh, real estate business ventures that he had 
you know, uh, not only sought after but accomplished in many ways. Uh, it, it was very uh, much so rumored that he had um, real estate in uh, different states, now, not only in the city of Los Angeles or, or the state of California, but also many other states as well. Rumored that that, that he had some uh, real estate ventures uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area, many other places as well. You know, we can't... Um, you know, confirm or deny that at this time. Here we're just reading certain things from the record because they seem to be more pertinent, especially to, you know, his hometown of Los Angeles at this very moment. So uh, here we'll, um, you know, of course, uh, remind ones that, you know, ones uh, uh, when they actually make the reports or give certain reports on the uh, shooting, they, um, you know, always seem to mention that, Clearly, he owned uh, the Marathon clothing store, but what uh, tends to go overlook is that he was not only a uh, tenant uh, with the uh, Marathon clothing store. He was obviously either in part ownership or full ownership of the entire strip mall there in the Crenshaw and Slauson area of South Central Los Angeles. But here, let's uh, actually read here into the record a lot of the things that were going on, not only from the uh, uh, city official uh, platform or the city official level, but also the county and the state as well, uh, dealing with uh, a lot of government initiatives and things that were set due to take place, even so as we could find here on record from at least two to three years ago. So here, a report coming from The Real Deal that deals with a lot of uh, real estate uh, in the Los Angeles area in particular. An entitled uh, article here coming uh, you know, from a time just uh, over a year ago, uh, dated here March 14th, 2018, uh, around noon, as it was uh, actually released entitled South Los Angeles Housing Development would rise near future Crenshaw and or LAX line. LAX, of course, being the Los Angeles International Airport um, IATA uh, designation, or at least the uh, three-letter uh, acronym that usually goes with m the majority, if not all, of the United States of America airports usually utilize, uh, especially for uh, flight planning and certain things of that nature, especially if ones uh, kind of know, you know a lot of the inner workings of uh, aviation, especially here on these shores in the United States of America. There are particular standards that have to be met and also um, adequate uh, pre-flight uh, initiatives that have to be completed, checks, so on and so forth. We can go down a list of things throughout the aviation specter that, you know, have to be completed, especially to ensure a prosperous, uh, timely, and also a safe flight and uh, do travel. So that gets into uh, a lot of things here, but uh, also with this report, just continuing on, subtitled the 111-unit project would include a portion set aside for affordable housing. Now this, uh, of course, again adds into you know, our report here and also you know, uh, lays a few more things on the line 
as far as the record of a one Nipsey Hussle and showing you that he was uh, very multifaceted, clearly. Very multifaceted in a lot of his endeavors. Uh, was not one-track-minded, even to say the least. And uh, having certain things here on record, you know, not only will uh, we read into the record this report here coming from The Real Deal about uh, much of the South Los Angeles housing developments that were said to come into the area from which he was from, but we confirm this with the City of Los Angeles, California's Department of City Planning, where the president, of course, at the very moment is a one David H.J. Ambrose. The vice president is a one Renee D. Wilson. And, uh, of course, this government organization is located at 200 North Spring Street in room 525 of Los Angeles, California, 9124801. The address... Also, the director, Vincent P. Bertoni, uh, resides at this uh, particular juncture, or at least um, presides over this um, particular juncture. And, uh, of course, where Mayor Eric Garcetti is still the current mayor of the city of Los Angeles. So this uh, all confirmed here from February 26th of 2018. Uh, a report, well, not a report, actually, um, just a, a city filing, a, a file that actually confirms what we will read uh, on the record here within this report from The Real Deal and uh, dealing with uh, Los Angeles uh, real estate, whether that be residential or commercial. But um, this, I mean, at least this file from the Department of City Planning of the city of Los Angeles, you know, confirmed by Mayor Eric Garcetti, uh, case number CPC 2017-1914 MSC. Uh, the technical clarifications to the transit-oriented communities affordable housing incentive program guidelines or the TOC guidelines. You will hear that come up in this report. The transit-oriented communities affordable housing incentive guidelines or TOC guidelines developed pursuant to measure triple J was released on September 22nd, 2017. Since that time, several technical clarifications have been identified. The department has updated the TOC guidelines to reflect these clarifications. All changes are listed in the activity log of the guidelines. And of course, they leave, or at least the Department of, of City Planning of Los Angeles, California, leaves its credentials. Uh, phone numbers, so on and so forth. Hopefully we will be able to leave links to a lot of this information, which is public record, of course, so free of charge. And also, ones can uh, inquire about these things with, you know, uh, much less and much, um, you know, unneeded hassle, uh, just a little bit of legwork and, uh, of course, some determination if they, you know, are so inclined to actually look up a lot of this information and confirm it. So here, uh, returning to the report from The Real Deal, uh, the Metro Crenshaw and or LAX line hasn't even been built yet, but already one developer is hoping to benefit from the future transit hub. And LLC has filed plans to build a 111-unit apartment complex at 4252 to 4272 South Crenshaw Boulevard in South Los Angeles. 
urbanized reports. The entity is called 4252 Crenshaw U.S. Housing. No other information on it was available. The four-story project would include 28 units set aside for low-income residents, with the developer seeking incentives through the city's transit-oriented communities program. That's the TOC guidelines or the program which we mentioned before here confirmed from the Department of City Planning of the City of Los Angeles. That 25% uh, proportion of affordable to market rate units is higher than many of other projects private developers have filed seeking similar incentives and existing 68 or at least uh, uh, 6,840 square foot auto repair center would be demolished. The mixed income residential project qualifies for tier four transit oriented communities incentives allowing it an 80% density bonus that would let the developer to include more units than existing zoning allows and would not require space for vehicle parking. Since its rollout in September of 2017, 42 apartment projects seeking TOC benefits have been filed with the City of Los Angeles in South Los Angeles, a nonprofit housing organization for the homeless is planning to be developed, uh, or at least planning to develop a full, fully affordable 50-unit residence. Despite the city's efforts, many questions whether the perks are enough to improve the severe affordable housing crisis. Many developers are using the program to build the fewest number of affordable units required, which allows them to offer additional units at market rate. And again, this confirmed not only with the Department of City Planning of the City of Los Angeles, but also from Urbanize, also from a one Natalie Oberman. So here, uh, just continuing on and to uh, give a little bit more credence to what we were alluding to in this segment, uh, again, giving uh, not only you know, uh, more credibility to a one Nipsey hustle, but also to the things that were going on in Los Angeles, even so a couple of years up until this very point, and even so to the murder and or assassination, as many ones are even deeming it so, of uh, hip-hop artist Nipsey Hussle just over a couple of days ago. Uh, here are the Los Angeles Times reports from the Times editorial board. Uh, just a couple of years ago at 5 a.m. November 21st, 2017, entitled Can South Los Angeles Do Revitalization Without Gentrification and Displacement? And it reads as such, for the first time in nearly 20 years, Los Angeles leaders are considering a new blueprint for development in South Los Angeles. The city council is expected to vote this week on two community plans for South and Southeast Los Angeles. The votes come as the city launches an ambitious push to rewrite all of the 35 community plans that regulate development in the city neighborhoods. Most of Los Angeles's community plans are woefully out of date, and so the rules have often been ignored and projects approved on a case-by-case -case basis with little regard to the larger community needs and desires. New rules are especially important in South Los Angeles, as one of the last areas 
of the city with low-cost underdeveloped land. It is gradually becoming a magnet for developers and investors. That's good. The region, the region could use more housing, jobs, and services. But longtime residents and businesses worry that the wave of new development could price them out. The drafting of the plans took 10 years with countless hearings and working groups for people to weigh in. A coalition of community groups crafted their own strategy called the People's Plan, laying out dozens of recommendations aimed at promoting affordable housing, local jobs, park space, and a stronger voice for residents in the land use planning process. The goal was to ensure new development doesn't displace longtime community members. Three quarters of the recommendations made the final drafts of the city's proposed plans. And again, this report coming from the Los Angeles Times, from their Times editorial board uh, just a little bit over two years ago. So a lot of things were actually happening in and around the hometown and even so said neighborhood of a one Nipsey Hustle at the time. And clearly he was uh, very insightful and very forthcoming to bring forward uh, not only his uh, budgeting career and his blossoming uh, talent, but also took that and leveraged it to propel himself uh, to even so, dare I say, become a serial entrepreneur uh, in his city, in his neighborhood, in his neighborhood, in his city, and even so, to the greater extent, to his state. Uh, even so, we'll add in a little bit more of a lot of these um, developments that were going on in and around the uh, South Los Angeles area. And even um, more pertinent uh, city planning initiative that was going on was the community plan, or at least the South Los Angeles Community Plan Implementation Overlay District. So you'll hear me refer to that more so as the South LA CPIO District. And uh, also the report is public record here from ordinance number 185927. Effective date was actually December the 29th of 2018. Uh, actually, a small report here. Hopefully, we'll be able to get the links up from this as well. But ones could actually acquire a copy for themselves free of charge at planning.lacity.org. That's planning.lacity.org. Uh, this, of course, uh, refers to the Department of City Planning of the City of Los Angeles. Again, all of this is public record. These are not things that we are fabricating or uh, spinning for a sensation of the story. These are actually government initiatives from the City of Los Angeles and the County of Los Angeles, and even so confirmed by the State of California on many of the initiatives that were taking place in and around the neighborhood of a one slain hip-hop artist, activist, and dare we say again, serial entrepreneur Nipsey Hussle, formerly known as Hermes Oskido. And I hear the table of contents laid out in the South LA CPIO District plan 
was uh, left with uh, chapter one. Uh, just uh, a few snippets here for those who will uh, find the time to uh, research this for themselves. The table of contents, chapter one, function of the CPIO district, chapter two, the corridors and sub areas, chapter three, TOD sub areas, chapter four, industrial sub areas, chapter five, residential sub areas, and the appendix. A, or at least uh, letter it here as A, for environmental standards. And here in a PDF file, a lot of these um, said details are drawn out in full extent. So ones can actually research this for themselves by visiting, again, uh, planning.lacity.org. And again, this is... Uh, said um, surrogate websites of the Department of City Planning of the City of Los Angeles. And again, uh, confirming this with the Mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. A uh, nice um, report here was um, put together uh, just, uh, or at least a little bit over three years ago, in this sense here, dated uh, June 6th of 2016, entitled South Los Angeles Awarded. Promise Zone Designation. Los Angeles becomes the first city to receive two of the anti-poverty designations, bringing greater access to federal grants and other resources. Los Angeles, uh, with tens of thousands in the South LA residency, stand to benefit from programs to reduce poverty and expand opportunity now that their neighborhoods have been designated as a federal promise zone Mayor Eric Garcetti and elected leaders from across the region announced Monday. With today's announcement, South Los Angeles will have greater access to federal grants and resources. There are now 13 urban promise zones across the nation. Los Angeles is the only city with two designations within its borders. A phenomenal coalition of community partners worked tirelessly to get us to this day. The Promise Zone designation will help build on the incredible things already happening in the South Los Angeles area, excuse me, as uh, said by a one mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. This will bring new resources, energy, and urgency into our movement to expand opportunity in all of Los Angeles' neighborhoods. When you look at all that we're achieving from our historic minimum wage increase to our promise for a free year in community college and hand working, excuse me, hard working LAUSD graduates. It is clear that our city is committed to ensuring that all Angelos, or at least Angelinos, have the tools to reach their full potential. Washington is taking notice and we're grateful for the support. The South Los Angeles Promise Zone is home to nearly 200,000 people and includes the Vernon Central South Park, Florence, Exposition Park, Vermont Park, Lemert Park, and Baldwin Hills slash Crenshaw neighborhoods. The area has an aggregated poverty rate of 45%, three times the national average, an unemployment rate of 12%, and high school dropout rates of nearly 50%. In the fall of 2014, a coalition of community leaders formed the South Los Angeles Transit Empowerment Zone, um, utilized in an acronym of SLATE-Z, 
to develop a common vision and set of strategies that builds an ongoing anti-poverty work in the area. The coalition includes more than 50 partners, including Brotherhood Crusade, the City of Los Angeles, Coalition for Responsible Community Development, Community Coalition, CD Tech, the L.A. Chamber of Commerce, the L.A. Urban League, L.A.'s Promise, Los Angeles Unified School District, Move L.A., Cal State Dominguez Hills, uh, the University of California at Los Angeles or UCLA, and the University of Southern California or USC, among others. This isn't just an incredible victory for South Los Angeles. It shows that when our community leadership works together, we can accomplish great things for our neighborhoods, said Congresswoman Karen Bass. I am thrilled that this coalition, led by Los Angeles Trade Technical College President Larry Frank, organized representatives at all levels of government to push for this important Promise Zone designation, and I look forward to continuing to work in Washington with my South Los Angeles congressional partner, Congresswoman Roybal Allard. This designation will bring substantial economic benefits to our area, and Representative Bass and I are appreciative that HUD heard our concerns about prior application requirements and gave our application serious consideration, added Congresswoman Lucille Robal Alert, 40th District. We look forward to continuing to work with this partnership, which represents South Los Angeles at its best, to ensure that our community gets the resources that it needs. This is the defining moment for South Los Angeles, said Los Angeles City Councilman Corin D. Price Jr., representative of the 9th Council District, which spans a large portion of the Promise Zone area. Now we have another tool to rewrite the South Los Angeles story, create the future we want for our children, the kind where one's zip code or skin color does not determine the benefits or burden we bear. In 2014, Los Angeles was one of the five cities selected to participate in President Obama's National Promise Zone Initiative. The Promise Zone in Central Los Angeles is already making significant improvements in student performance, including an average increase in graduation rates of 6.6% at targeted high schools last year, or at least uh, from the writing of this report, uh, the year 2015. Since the first designation in January 2014, the Promise Zone in Central Los Angeles has secured nearly 30 grant awards, totaling more than $100 million in federal investments to support programs in education, workforce development, healthy food access, and economic opportunity in the Los Angeles Promise Zone and across the Los Angeles region. We are thrilled about this announcement and honored Deputy Secretary Coloretti personally came to deliver the news, said Larry Frank, president of the L.A. Trade Tech College and governor of the Slate Z Coalition. It is now South Los Angeles' chance to step up. Our coalition is committed to our residents and each other to align our work and collectively persuade funding to advance our goals. Again, this coming from the L.A. mayor's 
uh, organizational website here again entitled South Los Angeles is awarded the Promise Zone designation dated from June 6th of 2016. So as we can clearly see, there was a lot of mobilization going on around the Los Angeles area and even so a one very influential Nipsey Hussle, a hip-hop artist, activist, and again, dare we say, serial entrepreneur, was intending to place himself and many of his childhood uh, friends, associates, so on and so forth, at the center of all of this. So, um, you know, again, giving a lot of this information that ones, of course, may have now and maybe had hadn't had before hopefully they will be able to look a lot more deeply into what has happened with this said situation and uh, again uh, you know just a lot of things that still need to be addressed and we will come back to uh, many of you uh, here that are listening to the sound of our voice just shortly you know with uh, much more to come all right so with um all of the information that we have just added into our last couple of segments, again, hopefully ones will research and confirm a lot of these initiatives that clearly were set out from at least the past three to five years, and a lot of the things are now coming to fruition. And again, as we see hip-hop artist Nipsey Hussle, of course, along with many of his childhood friends, associates, business partners, you know, and whomever else may have been working along uh, within his teams were clearly setting themselves up to be in quite the position. So, again, uh, quite a story of redemption, uh, we would say, you know, if ones were to point out, you know, again, uh, such deeds in a sense uh, from the past, but in a lot of uh, a lot of things we have to again uh, point out, as we did uh, there on Discipleship Radio, that many of, especially the Afro-American, quote-unquote, gangs or street organizations were birthed out of the times of political unrest, especially during the '60s and '70s, during the times of the Civil Rights Movement, right into Jim Crow. So, a lot of what um, came of a lot of these quote-unquote street organizations or gangs was clearly a bastardization of uh, said set agendas, set goals that were put forward to fight for equality, specifically of the Afro-American community. And unfortunately, a lot of degradation has taken place since then. Even so, many ones can reference a documentary called Bastards of the Party, um, narrated and also uh, featured of a one uh, very prominent uh, Los Angeles uh, blood gang associate and member uh, from what we could gather, uh, one that goes by the moniker of Bone. And uh, quite the elaborate and very informative uh, full of information and detail uh, documentary still stands today as probably one of the best um, 
gang or street organizational documentaries, especially on the Afro-American or black gangs here in America that uh, stands to this date. And even so, involving many others of many other ethnicities and nationalities as well. So quite, you know, the project that was put together on that said documentary. Again, the name of that documentary is Bastards of the Party. So, um, you know, ones, uh, be sure to research that out. Um, gives the story of the Bloods and the Crips. Their birth, their inception, their rise, and... You know, of course, uh, fall uh, to a certain extent uh, into many um, different aspects of disintegration or degradation, so on and so forth, all the way up until present day. So, um, you know, again, uh, just sticking to topic, you know, leaving, you know, a lot of room for ones to, you know, do their research again. A lot of things are clearly you know, were set out and were planned. A lot of agendas were being put into place for Los Angeles as a whole. Uh, California even itself has become quite the hotbed of a lot of topics, even so over the past few short span of years, especially within the socioeconomic uh, spectrum, you know, coming up a lot of times in politics, especially with, you know, a lot of things such as illegal immigration playing a very heavy role in much of the new administration's uh, rhetoric, uh, also uh, being a very hot-button issue and topic uh, coming up within uh, the coming 2020 elections. So, um, you know, these are not just things that are all happenstance in that matter. Uh, and even so, as, you know, we continue to give, you know, our take on this entire situation, hopefully ones will dig a little deeper than what meets the eye on the surface of these situations, though the things on the surface need to be dealt with, and we will actually get into that as we continue to speak on these lines as well, uh, dealing specifically with the Afro-American community. We take a pause mainly because a lot of the things that the quote-unquote black community has been accused of usually have a lot of intricate parts and portions that have to be examined and reassessed given the very recent and far history with many ones, especially the inception of African Americans here on these shores and in this country of the United States of America. Even so, with uh, even many of the featured films that have come out now, many ones have uh, been speaking very highly of new uh, deck, uh, uh, director and uh, comedian, uh, um, entertainer, so on and so forth, screenwriter uh, Jordan Peele, with his new release, of course, of the um, horror film, or so to speak, or at least it's coined in uh, the genre as such of uh, Us, and also um, the uh, earlier release and the earlier feature film uh, of Get Out, you know, both produced and um, directed by one Jordan Peele. Uh, you know, and again, uh, just uh, rancid with a lot of uh, covert messages and um, 
a lot of topical themes, which uh, again stretch across uh, many layers of uh, human activity, dealing specifically with the said Black or Afro American community. And even so, um, again, uh, with this new situation, uh, how things, of course, uh, played out to a certain extent, ones, um, you know, can't help but bring up these issues again. And the issues we're speaking on again are. Uh, you know, poverty, um, gentrification, uh, eminent domain, and you know, uh, uh, such, um, you know, uh, uh, such, uh, or at least uh, uh, laws, and of course, uh, many more themes that uh, have uh, sought to, you know, adversely or inadvertently uh, lock out uh, blacks here in America or Afro Americans here in America. You know, and even so, uh, speaking specifically again to the Afro-American community, dealing with their, you know, ill-guided responses to a lot of these initiatives, a lot of their um, misdirection when a lot of these agendas are put into place. You know, and even with um, much of what has been um, shared and expounded upon and even you know, elaborated upon with uh, many of, you know, a lot of the events that have taken place just over the past couple of days on up until this point, you know, ones are even uh, diverting away from a lot of the more important issues and, uh, you know, just uh, skirting away from dealing with the situation as is. And with all of that being said, we, you know, can't help but you know, again, relay, you know, again, to our listeners and those who will hear the sound of our voice here in this segment, you know, uh, so many times we have, you know, sought to speak to a lot of these issues or give, you know, a, a certain uh, commentary toward much of these issues and things similar, you know, all to no avail and all to, you know, only see them continue to repeat themselves month by month, year by year. And with all of this uh, uh, still going on, even so up until this date to where, you know, we have uh, uh, certain uh, issues that have gone unaddressed all across this nation in so many neighborhoods and so many cities and so many states on up until this point to where now uh, there's uh, one that is so prominent, one who is so influential that now ones can't continue to run away from said issues, from said uh, agendas, from said happenings, from said behaviors, from said uh, um, uh, themes that continue uh, to become this encircling and even so this uh, uh, tirelessly descent And again, uh, we mentioned uh, to many of our own fellowship, many of uh, the ones who uh, usually tune into, you know, uh, us on many of the platforms, uh, along with this one here, you know that um, we really had to uh, regather ourselves before actually coming to the microphone. Even so, here as well as Discipleship Radio, there on BlogTalkRadio.com. 
because there was uh, so many emotions running so high for many ones, not just because of um, having a celebrity find himself murdered within his own city, uh, within his own neighborhood, even so in front of his own establishment. Just a shameful act all the way around. And even so, <laughs> to the even more uh, uh, insult to injury, you know, the continued events that con- that it just multiple and it just multiply themselves across this nation on a day-to-day basis. You know, this really speaks to, you know, where we are in space and time, where we are in prophecy from, again, from our own perspective. You know, we don't, we don't uh, look to uh, reach out uh, as much as we should to many other communities, though we do make ourselves available uh, to be heard and to be examined by other ones, you know, who may not be of our uh, like mind or may not be of our school of thought in that sense. But again, it still stands that many of these issues, especially internally within the Afro-American or the black community here in the United States, have still yet to be addressed. And that clearly has to be an initiative that cannot go overlooked any longer. And so even... um, Coming here to, you know, our closing remarks for this said subject matter and the event that has taken place just over a couple of days ago, we really have to say in one sense that, you know, such an event, you know, just leaves a bad taste in a lot of one's mouth coming up until this point, dealing with said particular issues, uh, said particular agendas, said particular, you know, just uh, mixed up moods and attitudes, especially in and out of, you know, the quote-unquote ghettos of America. And again, we said uh, this to the effect on the Discipleship Radio uh, um, uh, gathering uh, just from the Maccabee Monday. There will be quite an existential effort to continue not only the work that a one Nipsey Hussle was doing, he and his team, but a lot of what has been going on in and around the Los Angeles, California area. And with all of this, you know, kind of swirling around in, you know, the forefront or the back of one's minds, you know, um, just be, be wary, be uh, very wary. Not only of the company that you keep, but those who are affected by the sheer presence of your company. Because there still has to be an accountability factor That sooner or later, rather more sooner than later, 
will have to be again addressed and brought to the forefront. And if it be so that we find that the majority of Afro-American communities henceforth tend not only to seemingly go through a lot of situations or events or even so uh, sad uh, tragedies all to their lonesome it shouldn't be a surprise henceforward not to say that this is something that we look forward to or anything of that effect but at the same time seeing how certain events continue to take place and repeat themselves nearly verbatim. We have to acknowledge that there is an understanding within our own conscience that addresses said issues. So we really and truly, and again, hopefully, you know, would seek to see if ones will again look within themselves and within their communities and within their neighborhoods and seek to make the necessary changes that have to come about. Otherwise, we would see and also... um hopefully forego even uh, bringing toward um, one's attention the trajectory of said communities, neighborhoods, individuals, so on and so forth of their sheer and sure coming demise. And though, again, we've been, um, you know, more dramatic than usual here on our platform and on our podcast, we do intend uh, to continue uh, bringing forward our own uh, commentary, our own messages here on this platform and others as well. Hopefully, ones will continue to join us. And again, just a reminder, a share, uh, like and subscribe, of course, here to our platform uh, as we can be found on many streaming services, especially those which are the most popular and those not so popular, and uh, making ourselves accessible for ones uh, to come and check us out. And if they'd like to support us as well, there will be uh, many uh, facets and many uh, opportunities to do so. Though with this said particular episode, we sought no compensation, we sought no donations, we sought no uh, financial gain from this particular uh, segment at all, given the situation that was put forward. We sought to come strictly to the microphone, speak our piece, and leave uh, a great deal of information and details for ones to research for themselves and make their own assessments of this entire situation. For truth's sake. So as always, we thank you for joining us here. 
uh, this evening. And again, our condolences to the family of a one Nipsey Hussle, formerly known as Hermes Asgedon, and the rest of his family. Of course, uh, his significant other, his children, his uh, parents, grandparents, you know, all of those who would be involved in, of course, mourning of a one uh, on a redemption path. But many more uh, peace and blessings to those listening to the sound of my voice here. And hopefully you have received this message sincerely because we sincerely gave it and we will continue to do so here on Rastafari on the Brink. I'm indeed Lidgifty Rastafari Johannes Weldam Manuel RastafariRenaissance.com Be safe. Be sure. And stay focused. <laughs>